This is Eric and Jordan from My Brothers and I. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Zanny, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Jason Amare, and you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Happy Thursday evening. This is Luke Neal for PRP. You're listening to Sounds of PDX for the first time from the New Day Center. Brand new home for PRP. I took the week off uh, last week, just in case we had any tech issues. Uh, but since we're in the New Day Center for the Arts, uh, the theme this week is new music. And there's a newish band in town, Onion the Man, and they're joining me tonight. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So give me a, a quick around the table here. Peter, we'll start with you. Introduce yourselves and then uh, tell us what you play. Uh, I'm Peter Orsini, and I play guitar. Uh, I'm Logan Adam, and I play drums. I'm Miles Spurgeon, and I play bass. I'm Ian Harris, and I play keyboard and the microphone. <laughs> and the microphone, as we're going to hear later. Uh, we've got some tunes from Onion the Man in the playlist. A lot of great songs, but basically, and I pulled this off your site because this is awesome, uh, you have a recipe for Onion the Man. It's <laughs> two cups of activated funk, one cup of psych rock, two tablespoons of hip-hop, three-quarter cup of jazz, parentheses fused, of course, uh, one half cup of soul, five diced onions, and let simmer add spice for high heat. That's a really nice description. It's <laughs> the first man I've ever interviewed with a recipe for their actual uh, sound, so well done. Uh, we're going to kick things off. Like I said, we're listening to brand new music here on Portland Radio Project. Tons of new artists tonight, but this is a, uh, a new release from Fantagram. Check it out. It comes out on October 7th. If you haven't heard this, get it. Brand new thing. new stuff from Fantagram, the band from New York. Uh, number three is coming out October 7th. Really great stuff. So now we are joined in the studio by Onion the Man. This is Luke Neal here on Sounds of PDX. I want to talk to you guys about um, kind of your sound. You're doing a lot of cool new things, but then you're also, I think, incorporating like jam jazz type stuff. You know what I would say? I think you guys are a nice gateway drug into cool jam bands if people aren't into that genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, so how would you describe your sound? Any of you can take this one. I always say it's like acid funk. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Acid I mean, funk is a good because, description. Because I mean, we, we have a lot of like psychedelic influences that we want to put in our music. I know Ian and I do it. And then like Miles brings in the funk and then Peter brings in the eclectic rock and roll. Yeah, we kind of, we don't really, we don't really try to go for a particular sound. We just kind of evolved into the sound that we have and our sound is continuously evolving um, and the new stuff we've been writing is really interesting so we all bring a different aspect and different influences to kind of create this sort of fusion I suppose. And for the folks who don't know, um, I knew the man just released an EP, was it this year? Yeah, in June. Yeah, in June. Man, it's fantastic. We, I wanted to give you props, uh, Ian and Logan, we were filming um, the PDX Spotlight episode for Neve. And uh, they play with Neve there in her band, and I'm glad they grabbed me. They tugged on my arm and said, hey, we got this other project. And uh, I went home, I think, that night and downloaded the EP, and quite impressed. It's fantastic. Um, so going back to it, you said some of the earlier influences you submitted. Uh, the next song on our playlist is a Frank Zappa track. Who sent that in? That was me, actually. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Frank. Uh, I'm a huge Frank Zappa fan, and a lot of my guitar playing technique came from him. He was a big inspiration for me as a writer, too. And I think fusing jazz and pretty much every genre possible into one 
cohesive sound was mind-blowing for me in high school. What's so. your favorite Zappa record? Uh, I go between Hot Rats and, I don't know, probably Hot Rats, usually. Not Shake Your Booty? No, not Apostrophe. <laughs> Apostrophe's good. Apostrophe. It's a good gateway, but... Right, that's the, yeah. the, the, um, the first Zappa record I got um, snagged into, is I had a friend from Chicago. He gave me we- Weasels Rip My Flesh. Yeah. Like, that's such an That was one of the first ones I heard, too. Yeah, okay, well, good. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, we should have given you Apostrophe. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? That's a hard one. <laughs> well, here we are, early influenced by Onion the Man. This is Frank Zappa here on PRP. PRP.FM. That is Thundercat with them changes. Here on Sounds of PDX, we've got Jason Siders on the talk board saying the baseline from them changes is F word sick. I wish I could say it. But I'm with <laughs> you, man. Thank you, man. It Jason. Is. We love you, Jason. We love you, Jason, baby. Jason, we love you so much. So much love. <laughs> Jason is our, our biggest fan. Oh, is he? Possibly, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Jason, thanks for listening tonight. He's following a good lead because if you're listening to us here on PRP.FM right now, do what Jason did. Hit us up on the talk board. Submit silly questions, embarrassing questions. It doesn't matter. We've got Onion the Man in studio with us tonight. We've got Logan, Ian, Peter, and Miles with us. Now, mm. any one of you can take this. Um, how did the formation of the band happen? The, uh, the, uh, the elevator pitch. Uh, Ian and Logan were in a, another band together. Okay. Previously. And then the, it started, I think, as a side project, just to sort of experiment with different approaches that they couldn't take with the other band and uh then they contacted me and i joined and played bass at the beginning for a little bit okay and then after a few months we found miles and i was able to switch back to my natural instrument of guitar miles filled in on bass much better than i did and (laughs) sort of came together naturally once we found him yeah definitely yeah uh logan and i were in andromeda sun just kind of a psych rock it was like really influenced by 60s and 70s logan played bass um logan and i met at clackamas community college and then logan also really loves to play drums so oh yeah we I'm, just I'm wanted really to happy man <laughs> i'm on the kit again yeah you're a great yeah. drummer <laughs> yeah. thank you so we just wanted to start a project with him on the drums and uh and then peter with the first time we jammed it was just a really beautiful natural chemistry um and then when Miles joined the band, we just kind of... Oh, it was a whole other animal, dude. Yeah. A whole other animal. <laughs> Pun intended, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miles, you feel He's an animal. <laughs> I, have, I have layers. <laughs> so you, really, you released the EP in June, but I want to take a step back from there. When did you actually start writing the, the four songs? Or is it a three-song EP? Yeah, three songs. Three songs, yeah. When yeah. did you start that creative process with um, those? It was like fall of 2015, so pretty much we started September... We're coming up on our anniversary. Yeah, it's almost, so a year. It's almost a year. Wow. You could say that this is our honeymoon right here in this radio <laughs> station. I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was about that fall. Um, Keys of Funkin', Paradise Surprise, and Fishtail Soup was all around September, October last year. Yeah. Um, Paradise Surprise, I was learning about cadences in my music theory class, and I it was like two cadences that... I just kind of played and said, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And then it's incredible how two chords can go from just two chords to something so beautiful that all these guys helped me create. And it, it definitely 
we had all the songs back then when it was just the three of us, mm-hmm. but they definitely evolved a lot and didn't take on their final form like they are on the record until we had got Miles. Um, like on Fishtail Soup, I'd written all that, and then Miles ended up bringing in sort of the ending and doing sort of a key change and a cool little ending with some riffs and stuff. And so a lot of the songs, I think we finally got the final versions and rewrote a little bit and tightened up. Yeah, And they're definitely the still evolving as well. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. As they should, yeah. We play them better now than we did on two months ago. Or on the recording, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to talk more about the, the record when we come up on... Uh, we've got a couple of the, of the songs from the EP tonight. But I was so fascinated um, talking to you, Ian, that the night we met about the EP and you said... Uh, it was your first go-around uh, kind of mixing and mastering and engineering, right? Yeah. Well, you folks are going to hear later what uh, a first step up to the plate and a home run looks like, because it's, <laughs> it's well done, man. Like, I'm, I'm 10 years into engineering and mixing and mastering. Like, been around studios a long time, but actually, like, dedicated. Okay, I'm going to label myself. No way would I play people my first mix, so good on you, man. <laughs> We're going to move along here on the playlist. We have some new music from local artist Small Million. They played just last Tuesday. This is Small Million here on Sounds of PDX. Brand new stuff from Glasses here on PRP. Uh, thanks again for hanging out. It's Thursday night. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. I'm here with Onion the Man. And just before the, the next or the last uh, music break, we were talking about recording your EP in the recording process. So, Ian, going in as a fresh engineer, you've obviously recorded before, so you had the basics, right? Like, yeah. you knew what the process was like. How nerve-wracking was that to be like, it's my responsibility to capture our first record? Well, we all kind of did it together. Um... It was a, it was definitely a group effort um, for the mix, but it was uh, definitely I was overly critical because uh, wanting everything to be perfect, um, and it was we procrastinated a little bit too. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we procrastinated and we what did we do? Oh, the the night before we had to get a mastered. We like <laughs> sat there, we mixed terrible. them all, and it was like probably like two in the morning. And we're like, well, we gotta go see what it sounds like in the car, you know? Sure. Just drive around, car see what test. it sounds like in. Yeah, yeah car test. And it was see what complete. it sounds like. It was yeah, garbage. It was it garbage. Was... It's, everything was clipping. And we were yeah, like, say, oh. let me guess the kick drum and the bass were yeah, just yeah, killing it was you. Like, like, oh, it man. was unbearable. We had to turn around. We, yeah, were and like, it was, we can't do it. It was 3 a.m., and we had to go and master and mix some. Like 10 in the mastered. morning. Oh, my gosh. So we get back to my place, and Logan and Miles are like, Ian, we got to get some sleep. Have <laughs> yeah. fun, man. And so I literally pulled an all nighter mixing. Oh, and my I, like, God. Probably did a series of six different car checks throughout oh the gosh. night and I finished at like nine the mastering sessions at ten uh, <laughs> how, how was your ear fatigue was it just oh, it was I mean I was pretty stoked about the products I guess I mean it could have been a little bit better obviously oh, there could have been some things that could have been that. improved but I got a theory for that though like everybody who makes a record it should be that it should be a record of who you guys were at that time right yeah right so Every band should have mistakes and things on the records that they look back to, unless you're like Mutt Lang, these perfectionist producers. You know, there, yeah. there's going to be mistakes that you go back and listen to. I don't know about you guys, but some of my favorite bands, like uh, there's a great lead lick at the beginning of uh, Immortality by Pearl Jam, and Mike McCready slipped. He misfretted one of the things in his arpeggiated 
um, intro, and I love it. I look forward to it every time. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, I digress. Well, it again. reminds me. There, there's a story, like the old story about the family who has a tradition every year, and then one tradition, year it tradition. gets interrupted by a pack of tigers, and then eventually... <laughs> Every year it keeps happening, so eventually they just include the tigers in the tradition. And then when they include them, then the tigers stop showing up. And so I think it's that kind of thing. You accept things, the changes or the mistakes and different things as part of the product yep. and accept it as it is instead of seeing them as flaws and they no longer become flaws. And so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, well hanging out with a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Yeah, that's a, that's a great metaphor. So as you're tracking these things and you've got ear fatigue and all that stuff, <laughs> you listen back to the songs and you've, you've got to, I, I don't know, you've got to live with them as they are. But that's the exciting part because that's yet another process in the creative process. So how, when you have this product, do those songs evolve in the live setting for you guys as you're building your chops? And do the songs evolve much? Do they take on a life of their own? Hmm. I mean, not too much. They don't evolve too much. It but depends on the song, though. Yeah, definitely. Because like, we definitely want to change things. We're not the type of band that, like, records something on a record and, all right, that's the song and that's the only way it's ever going to be. Thank we, goodness. We <laughs> always want to change and, like... We're, we're a jam band, for sure. Yeah. Jam band, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, definitely have structure, but we we like to go places with our... Well, and I think working with some of the songs, too, live a lot more, like figuring out, like on Keys of Funk, figuring out the ending that on the record, we kind of slow it down, there's a breakdown, it goes in this other part in the mm -hmm. outro, and I think live we kind of figured out that, like, oh, people dance to this part, let's keep the groove going, let's keep it at that tempo, because then it just kills it. So, you know, over time, we started to figure out, this works, this doesn't work, we can kind of change this, and just, you know, working them live and then seeing how people react to them has shifted them a bit. But. No matter what people think about this band, they're the perfect example of taking a record out on the road and going, oh my gosh, if we write more songs like this, it'll be a great live show. That's Coldplay. Parachutes is a great, almost singer-songwriter stripped-down thing, but then Rush of Blood to the Head is these powerful, anthemic songs. So is that happening to you guys? Are you jamming now and going, this is a song that is going to do that live thing? I mean, is that influenced your newer tracks? I think so. Yeah. I think I'd every so. one of our songs is like a, a different beast. Like, we definitely, like... Like Miles. We, we, Miles, Miles is a beast. Uh, but Peter's words, not Mike. <laughs> like a lot of our songs, like we love getting people to dance and getting people to move and like having people connect in that community. It's a really beautiful thing, and music brings people together enough as it is. But yeah. like encouraging dance is a really cool thing. But then some of our songs we like to get like slower and melodic and. We like to make some really beautiful tunes as well, so. You have cool elements of like the Zappa thing, right? Of, of like almost prog rock, mm. the jazz prog rock, but you guys do it in a really cool way where it is, for someone like me who listens to a lot of music, it's extremely enjoyable because you still do these cool digs and dives, which keeps it interesting to me, but you do it in a way where all the segments are really memorable and catchy. Like uh, Keys of Funk, was the first track I, I sampled and it's just like the whole thing is catchy there's all these different particular yeah. segments but they're yeah. all great they're all these different hooks I found myself going back and listening to it trying to think okay is this the chorus or the pre-chorus and you have to get through it a couple times for, for structure wise yeah. so anyway yeah that's my uh, two, two cents on your recording um, I wanted to ask one more thing with the songs that are on the EP or your new songs how many of them come in structured 
versus how many are kind of born in the moment of, of a jam? Because I'm sure you guys go to practice and you jam to warm up. Yeah. Um, when we were in the studio doing the EP, when we were making the, the EP, we had most of the songs structured, but there was still those like 10 minutes before we were about to record the song where we were like, okay, how are we going to end it? How are we going to do it? Where we were like, uh, let's just try this. And I think we did a couple takes of each song and each one was kind of different and there were different lengths of you know parts and, and a few extra bars here and, or we'd end it differently. Um, so it kind of, they kind of got finalized in the studio. They're still a little bit loose, but do you guys it, track live for the most part? Yeah. For that EP we did. Nice. For the new stuff we're working on, we're doing multi-tracking. We're doing bass and drums together to kind of get the groove and everything. Brilliant idea. Yeah. Over top of it. I'm always a big yeah. proponent for that. Yeah. Um, I was in a band where I played acoustic guitar. It's impossible to live track in a room. So I was in another boot, like a closet with my acoustic and the band was having fun. But that's how you get the sound. You, you, you track the rhythm section alone. Uh, well, we're going to move along here in the playlist. The next song on the list is Unknown Mortal Orchestra, uh, Your Life One Night. Who brought that song into us? Is this another collective submission? I think so. Yeah, this yeah, is, this is a, any insight on this one? What, what uh, stands out to you about Unknown Mortal Orchestra as a project themselves? Ooh, I mean, it's like, it's, it's really beautiful, like psychedelic music, but in like a lo-fi way, instead of like where they're going crazy with phasers or mm. all these effects, they're kind of like dumbing it down in a, in a way, like the tone at least. Yeah. And they're coming up with these really interesting melodies, and I think their newest record especially, it's a lot more dancey, you know, a little bit more accessible, but they're still like adding those elements, and it's a little bit more crisper now, and they're evolving, and it reminds me a lot of like Stevie Wonder, which I oh. think we're all influenced by. Yeah. He's a live studio. And I think I think Ruben Nielsen the from Unknown. I think he has a really great ear for melody and uh, but doing it really subtly changing. Like in this song especially going from the verse to the chorus, a lot of it is these just slight changes in groove, but I think he has a great ear for melody and he writes as a listener too, mm. which I think is really important. And it's a nice production move too. A lot of people forget yeah. that as songwriters to Put yourself in the listener's seat. If you're not hooked for the first 30 seconds of your own track, what are you doing? <laughs> so here they are. Logan and Peter said it best. This is Unknown Mortal Orchestra here on Sounds of PDX. We're going to get meta, folks. That's the song Onion Man. And I've got Onion the Man in the studio with us. <laughs> Uh, I asked when they submitted that if that was a, a song that influenced the band name, and now I think we're going to hear the story. <laughs> how, how did you guys get the uh, the band name, Onion the Man? I usually don't ask this, but it is an interesting band name. Well, it was a dark, stormy evening. It was pouring down rain. It was like 36 degrees, so just barely not snowing, you know? Barely oh, yeah. not snowing. It was just sleet. And we, were, we were having another Portugal the Man marathon, which we have every month. Yeah, we listened to their records back to back to back. That's, that's dedication. Yeah. yeah that's On nice, repeat. Nice uh, pastime. And then we heard that last track, Onion Man by Mac DeMarco. And then we're thinking like, Onion the period man uh-huh and then it was just wasn't working out like the flow of it wasn't working so we decided to ditch the period too formal well too i suggested formal. we just call ourselves portugal the man but ditch the period oh like you know <laughs> like then then uh i think it was logan he said what's what's better than portugal and we all like, onions onions, onions. <laughs> So it was, it was very easily, it was just one of those things where you knew as soon as you heard it, you're yeah. like, okay, that's one just for the history books. There it is. Oh. Sometimes it's just serendipitous. It just happens. Yeah. Portugal, a man, another Portland-based uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, oh my oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> totally from Portland. <laughs> you should know that. You should review this at your monthly listening parties. Oh. <laughs> uh, so real quick, the name of the EP is Mana Lily. The Mana Lily EP, is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about Philip Mana Lily Simeon. Mm. He was our uh, saxophone player. And funny story. Oh, I was just going to say is, but is. Philip, Philip well, comes in yeah. and out of this life. Yes. You know, sometimes. We, uh, we were supposed to play a show, I don't remember where, and it ended up getting canceled. One of the bands that was going to play or something, I think um, Glacier Veins, shout out to them, they're really great. They hit us up and said, hey, that sucks that the show fell through. We're playing at this uh, place, the TARDIS Room. You guys, we can get you a spot opening or whatever. So we're like, yeah, sure. Great. And we played with them and another great band, Sap Laughter from uh, Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really cool. They were playing up on tour. They were doing a coastal tour thing. And when they came up here, one of their friends, Philip, came over and saw them and jammed on saxophone with them and everything because he's from Santa Cruz. And uh, we ended up, when they came back down on the end of their tour, the rest of the guys went and saw them at their other show they played here in Portland going down. And Philip was there too and they ended up connecting with him hit him up to jam. He came to one of our practices and we jammed with him and it worked really well. It sounded really great and he was coming up with great lines. And so we just ended up including him and then when we recorded he was there. And, and so uh, it, school kind of took priority. Sure. So we drifted apart a little bit but we still see him from time to time and he, uh, he's played with us a couple times since. Yeah. He's got a breathtaking, not only tone, but the the, uh, the outro bit. I would say the last third of, of the song on uh, Keys of Funk. He's yeah. just doing some really great stuff. And that's actually our, our next song. Uh, so we're going to be hearing Onion the Man here. Uh, but before we move on, did you have anything else to say about Philip and his involvement? I mean, it, it's he obviously adds a lot to your sound. And like you were saying before we went on the air, Ian, it's like musicians do that. You've got it. If you're a part of a project... And, you know, there's chapters of your life where you can dedicate X amount, and there's somewhere you're not. But it was it Ace Freely left Kiss for a while and then came back, so you never know. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Keys of Funk. This is a really cool track. Like I said, this is the first one that I'd sampled when I went to iTunes. Um, was this the first of the three that you guys recorded? Where this line? Uh, yeah, well, I think we recorded them in order. Oh, that's oh, cool. Oh, I think so. We totally did yeah. in order. <laughs> Yeah. So you don't have to mess with the track list right now. <laughs> well, let us know what you think. This is uh, Onya the Man here on PRP. You can pick this up on the Manalili EP, which is available online. We'll put the information up for you. Hit us up on the talk board. You're on PRP.FM right now. Let us know what you think. Keys of Funk. And right after that, we've got uh, Kaya on the Mountain with their new single, Karma. Well, I, I got a funk. couple Portland bands there in that block of music. Onion the Man, my special guest, and that was the new single by Kai on the Mountain. That's Karma. Very good stuff. Man, that's a that's a great track. The talk board blew up um, both for Kaya and your track. Uh, good stuff, guys. Is it weird? Have you, you've had your stuff on the radio before, yeah? Yeah, just one at a time, though. Nice. Well, now it's on PRP. <laughs> Jason, you're my Mac Daddy. <laughs> yeah, Jason's been uh, hitting us up. He also said the harmony uh, are gorgeous. Uh, he'll have to give Kaya a listen. Yeah, check out Kaya's information. Um, so now we are going to talk about Kate Bush. Um, we have a local artist we're going to play later, Coco Columbia, who's highly influenced by uh, Kate Bush uh, in a very modern way. 
But this is a kind of an odd track, so I wanted to pick your guys' brains about this. Who brought in Kate Bush? Oh my god, this is me. All right. Um, yeah, the first time I heard this, I was kind of scared, and I, everyone said it was like the greatest song ever, and I listened to it, and I was like, this is the weirdest, trashiest thing I've ever heard. It's and weird. The rest of the day, I was walking around my house, and I kept singing it in my head, and I was like, okay, I have to go listen to it again. And after like five to ten listens, then I, I then it like clicked, and I was like, this might be the greatest song I've ever heard. So it's just right. it's just it's weird art pop. And I feel like it's something like Grimes would have made if she Ooh, was around yeah. in the 70s. That's, um, you know what, though? Like, Kate, for me, is a lot like, you know, Getty Lee or some of these other vocalists. Yeah. They'll make or break the band. Yeah. You either love or hate her, yeah. right? Uh, well, we love her here yeah. at PRP. Uh, this is Kate Bush, another submission from Onion the Man. That's Earth, Wind & Fire with Getaway here on Portland Radio Project. Uh, we are listening to a handful of selections tonight. Some of the influences that have been brought in by my special guest, Onion the Man. What do you guys think your foothold is right now in the Portland music scene? How do you see the role that you're playing other than just the obvious because you're trying to get your music out, but like, what's your, what's your game plan as far as working with the community? Where do you see yourself with that? Well, if I, if I can say this one, uh, <laughs> it's all yours, Miles. Um, I think people want to to dance more to like music. Like people have been looking for a band that they can just like dance to, and that's that's what we kind of like provide is like something to dance to, you know. It's music, obviously, but uh, <laughs> but we we've, we've just been like trying to focus really hard on on music that like makes you move, makes you groove, and makes you feel sexy. Because yeah. you can go and you can see a DJ, and they'll put on some great dance stuff. But would you rather go see one DJ who's probably kind of funky looking in Swedish, or would you rather <laughs> see four hunks all grooving and moving on stage? I mean, that's that kind of I mean, it answers itself. So, so we're really we're we're catering to a, a very large market that doesn't even know it exists, and uh, I think people are slowly starting to figure out. You know, I think what you guys do really cool too in this scene is as I've listened to your music and seen some of the shows, and now talking to Ian about you know the hip hop influence and and. Uh, we were playing some music, but if you've seen Onion the Man and you've seen Ian throw a few bars down, uh, that was a surprise to me. But, uh, you know, I think you guys have this stronghold where you're crossing genres in a really cool way, and it's not just like you're a bunch of jazz students who are trying to do pop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's this great, it feels very authentic, I guess, is my point. Thank you. Yeah. So we've heard the three songs. I've heard the three songs on the EP. What can I look forward to now from some of your newer material? How would you compare the two to me if you were going to tell me to get the, the new recordings? Well, um, there's a little more of a pop element, I think. Uh, but I think we're experimenting a little bit more, too. There are a little, little bit more hip-hop, a little bit more there's pop. A little bit more of everything, I'd yeah. say. Like, we have some songs that... Um, we have one song that's just a straight hip-hop instrumental that we're talking about getting a couple rappers to come in and feature, perhaps. Um, we have just some nasty funk grooves. Um, I think we're going to maybe call it Souse or uh, Gas Station Sushi. I, I'm not sure. Um, um, both are great titles. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's some soul tracks, too, I think. We're bringing a little more of a soul element, um, a little more old school. And then we also have, I think... A little bit of surf 
a little bit of surf yeah. pop in there. Oh, so nice. something a little something a little different. You know, stretch your uh, guitar with spring reverb. Yeah. Is that what you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, we'll talk about eclectic sounds. One of the the local artists, Logan Lynn, is putting out his eighth record tomorrow. It comes out. Here it is. This is Break Me Down by Logan Lynn. Handsome Ghost on PRP. You're listening to Sounds of PDX, and I've got Onion, the man, in studio with me. We were just off the air talking about some live venues in town, the uh, the pluses and minuses of, of gigging. Uh, but I want to ask you guys, what's kind of a bucket list venue for you all that you'd like to play in town? Ooh, the Crystal Bar. Other than the Moto, right? Because everyone wants to play Moto. <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> no, but Crystal. Crystal would be great. Crystal, Roseland would be fun, I think. Mm. Uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater. Red Rocks yeah. Amphitheater. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, last, my last show, I had Liquid Light on, and their drummer, Zach, actually played Red Rocks in, uh, he was a part of, like, School of Rock National Act or something like that. Oh, yeah. He had a, he had an opening gig there. I was like, dude, that doesn't count. So like, it counts. Uh, so Red Rocks <laughs> is a good one. Uh, any other? The Gorge Amphitheater is a uh, huge long shot, but it's... I mean, why not? I can see it. We gotta envision it. Uh, maybe in five years, you never know. <laughs> you guys are a festival band. I think your sound deserves to be on a big stage. It's great in clubs too, and I would love to have you in my backyard. But I think it's fitting. Like, well, we do backyard shows. We do parties, bar mitzvahs, weddings, funerals. funerals. We'll do births. That's good, really good one. If you want to bound out, there's a, a big market. Yeah. yeah. What's, so what is your rate to be on call for when the mother goes into labor? So you can be there. Uh, it just depends on the time of day. <laughs> there's different yeah, rates. We're like, yeah. we're like Uber. We yeah. we charge more and like really, because we get really busy. You know, a lot sure. of people want us to play their. There's births. a lot of babies. You're going from the bar mitzvah. You take out the yarmulke. You jump in the cab. Then you drive down. You're and you're front loading too, because the yeah. babies that are being born now that you're playing to, hopefully when they have their bar mitzvah, yeah, you already have the. Yeah, contact. that's a life customer right there. That's yeah. an investment, you it's know. Brilliant. So we don't make a lot from the birth, but we make a lot from the life. You know? <laughs> I mean the man. Seen a local uh, birthings and hopefully the gorge someday. <laughs> uh, so uh, stepping back just a little bit, I'm interested. Did anyone else have different instruments? Because we were talking about one of the live scenarios at the the Hawthorne, and I'm always interested in this. Logan uh, got sick, and Peter had to hop in on on drums. So what was your first instrument, Peter? Was a guitar? Uh, it was a bass. Actually. Uh, okay. So I played bass for like one or two years, and then. Uh, I tried getting like an acoustic bass for Christmas so I could go to school and jam with my friends. And my mom bought me a like regular acoustic guitar. And uh. I was like really pissed off. I was like, I didn't want this. I wanted a bass. And then like a year later, I was like, that was the best thing you could have done for me. And so That's cool. Yeah. How about you, Miles? Were you bassist first? Uh, yeah, I started on bass. Um, and I was in the high school band and stuff. So I switched around on instruments a lot. I just, nice. I just went where they needed me, basically. Logan? Oh, well, I mean, I started on drums and then went to bass for a long time and kind of pushed the drums aside. But being back on drums, like being back at home, you know, it's it's awesome. Feel nice to you. Feel nice. Feel nice. How about you, Ian? Uh, yeah, I started on piano. Piano is definitely my main instrument. I've, I like to say I play a good bedroom guitar. Nice. I can, I can play some guitar, but it's not quite performance level yet. What I call campfire chords. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Miles can also play some sweet guitar. All these guys play a pretty mean guitar and bass guitar. It's just 
pretty funny. It I also funny. took bass lessons for three years when I was younger. So I guess we should all have a bass jam session oh, sometime. Bass jam. Four bass spinal players. taps. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got four guitar players, four bassists, and one MC. In Onion the Man, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the next track. This is probably my favorite song title on the playlist. This is Shaolin Monk Motherfunk. I had to be really careful with the way I said that. Uh, <laughs> this song is crazy. It starts in a completely different spot than where it ends up. Who submitted this it's, one to us? I think me. Okay. I, uh, Hayes Coyote is a huge, huge influence of mine as a songwriter. They're just so interesting. And I love it because it's like this song. It has a section where a walking bass line breaks out and it kind of goes full jazz, but it, to the, at the surface, you don't think it's jazz. Like, it's so accessible. Right. And then they go into kind of a reggae-type rhythm section, and it's just, they're, they're just, their production's incredible. Yeah, and, this is a great track. New Music by Maggie Rogers. That's one of my favorite singles of this year. We're talking about new music uh, here in the Portland area as well. What are some of the newer bands uh, that you guys have been playing with or or seen? And it doesn't matter genre-wise. Uh, again, I've got Onion the Man in the studio with us. And it seems like down the hallway they started a drum circle tonight. This, this, is, this is nice. Yeah, the whole building's jamming. Uh, so, uh, I, I, again, yes. Yeah, so, so who are some of the newer bands or uh, newer sounds that you're personally witnessing in town? We talked a little bit about the hip-hop scene, Adverse Effects, and Two Planets are ones that are... I really love what Coco Columbia is doing. Um, she's a huge inspiration for me as a songwriter, and uh, it's just really cool because she's kind of evolving a lot of jazz elements, but it's, um, it's not really what you would consider jazz, I guess. Yeah, it's a nice mix of pop, and um, we've got a song from her later that's got like these crazy over-fuzzed, distorted guitars, which kind of... Don't yeah. traditionally match with her stuff. So yeah, she's a she's a great local artist right now. Is there anyone else you guys have played with that you want to give a shout out to? Well, there's our buddy Samp Laughter from Santa Cruz, uh, Elliot, AJ, and Ian. And Ian, yeah. Oddly enough, we're gonna we're gonna be playing a show with them. Two shows with them next two, weekend. Two shows with them next weekend. They're uh, really great guys. They're kind of like a mix of like psychedelic rock and it's kind of surfy. Sort of surfy. Yeah, they're uh, they're, they're they're great guys to jam with and. And see, and they're, they're good friends. Like Elliot came and crashed on Ian's futon for a while. He was up here promoting for shows, and and uh, we're gonna we're, we're happy to see him again. Yeah, we're we're doing a house show with them in Southeast um, next Saturday night, and we're playing a show at the Tardis Room with them in North Portland Sunday night. Oh, cool! Um, nice. If you want more information about that, follow us on Instagram or Facebook. We'll be posting some uh, concert posters. In the next couple of days, but I love it. They're they're great guys. Imagine like, kind of, kind of psychedelic, surf rock. And the Elliot, the guitar player, hasn't plays an acoustic guitar, but he runs it through a pedal board, so he gets a really cool, sort of electric, like more full overdrive sound. That's great. Um, uses a lot of delay. Little chorusing um, on it. Yeah, they're they're really cool. That Sap Laughter has been a huge uh, influence for us. Just because yeah. we met Philip through them. Yeah, they've held. They've definitely been a, a good stepping point for us to get where we are. We probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing without them, as far as 
the people we've played with, the opportunities we've had. So. It's always nice to play with other musicians or artists that inspire you, and then yeah. you find yeah. out are actually decent people as well. Yeah. Um, so this is something I, I like to ask newer musicians as well, because it's such a crucial part of what we do now. What's your approach to your social media and marketing? Because back in the day, it used to be, you know, throw CDs out and your demos and you'd sticker and put up, you know, that's just not enough these days. So what's your approach to social media? You're very active and I give props to you because you have a great social media presence. Well, definitely keeping it personal is a very important part. Like making it more about like, I don't know, putting more personalities and kind of doing joke posts or just stuff that we would post on our normal Facebook pages on yeah. the page while having like all the information about the band. Cause it gives a little bit more of a personal touch to it, I feel. Yeah, we definitely, we try to walk a fine line of being, we, we consider ourselves professional musicians, but at the same time, we're also pretty goofy guys. So <laughs> as, although we like to consider ourselves somewhat professional, we're also just, bunch of dudes jamming um, yeah, and I think we'd all be uh, embarrassed or maybe ashamed if we came across as the very serious artist types and yeah, that's yeah. just not us you yeah. know and so we all just love music which you know which is why anybody gets into playing music or listening even but we just love it we love playing it and we really enjoy that uh, definitely coming across just naturally as ourselves this is something we love doing and that's a big part of us so our presence as who we are as we present ourselves is really important for us to be natural too and we yeah. don't take things real seriously and it seems authentic I mean yeah. I've always said unless you're like Rage Against the Machine or a political yeah. band there's only so many records you can be angry on and then if you're still around making records yeah. Yeah. you've got some money and you're being successful and it comes across, across as contrived and yeah. So I think you're on the right foot if you start off as, hey, this is us, we're not. Yeah, yeah. You know. and like the beautiful thing is so far, I mean, we've only been a band for about a year, but I feel like we've done a, a lot for just our first year. Absolutely. Um, but we just want to like, to me, making fans is more than, like I don't want to just make fans, I want to make friends and we want to make connections and like mm -hmm. people that actually we can hang out with because so far, all the fans that we've made just in this last summer, we've gotten a lot of really cool new friends. Like, it's a true music like community. Like Jason. Yeah, and connections. Yeah. Shout out Jason. to Jason Siders, too, and his music. Check him out on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jason Siders. Um, He's been hanging out with us tonight on the talk board. <laughs> Kai on the Mountain said hello as well. Cam is on there. A gentleman named Cam with no last name. Uh, Bridget Decker, do any of you know? Oh, oh, oh Bridget. Hey, I wanted to also say thank you, Bridget, for uh, holding my hair back the other night when I was thrown up. <laughs> and, uh, because I didn't get a chance to and you weren't there in the morning. So thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> so that. So you heard it here. A, a gracious thank you on PRP from Peter. Uh, so skipping back to the PDX Spotlight playlist, this one goes out to my sister. Brand new pop music, Clean 80s Influenced by Tegan and Sarah. This is for you, Carol, here on PRP. a song yesterday by Swim a Mountain, not a project I was familiar with. Who brought that one into us? We've got Onion the Man in the studio. 
Uh, was that a collective submission as well? I think that, oh, yeah. that was Logan and I. Uh, it was on one of my Spotify like Discover playlists, and yeah. I we heard it when we were coming back from Colorado, and I was like, this is a jam, this is nice. And uh, I showed it to Logan, and Logan and I have been listening to it like every single day since oh, then. That's so good. Uh, yeah, that's a really so cool good. track. Yeah, yeah. We're, well, I wouldn't really call it an inspiration, but we take... We take what we're given from it, and that it's like a real rhythmic jam. There's like a lot of different rhythm rhythms going on there with the drums and the guitar playing. So, a lot of Tame Impala influence in there too in yeah. that song. And we, uh, Peter and Miles and I, at the end of August, road tripped out to Colorado and saw Mac DeMarco and Tame Impala at Red Rocks. Oh my gosh! And that was. Was that mind blowing? Or yeah, what? yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was totally out there. Wow! It was, it was incredible. Yeah. So here's your pop culture question since you brought them up. Uh, the new, it definitely doesn't go in line with the artist we played tonight, but the new Lady Gaga, um, <laughs> you know, is produced by Tame Impala. Yeah, really? Yeah. Right. And, the uh, whole record? Uh, just the new single. I don't okay. know if it's the whole record. And I'd heard um, through Pitchfork this summer that or spring that they were working on it. And like, I don't hate any artist. If an artist is going to, you know, I had a previous thing about him before, whatever, they can put out songs and win me over. I'm yeah. great with that. Give me new art. I actually really dig the track. So have you guys heard it, the new Lady yeah, Gaga? I haven't listened to that. I heard it. It's really impressive. Like, yeah. It's got Tame and Paula written all over it I in know. a really cool yeah. rhythm section and stuff. So sorry, you guys brought them up. I, I had to bring that up. <laughs> um, we're going to go to a couple more artists here, local artists. Uh, we've got Crystal by Adverse Effects and Coveted Creatures by Coco Columbia, Ian was talking about earlier. Um, just both really great artists, but I, I brought them up because uh, these are two new tracks, but just shows the the separation and diversity here in the Portland music scene. Then we're gonna come back, I have a couple more questions for Onion the Man, and then we're gonna close out the show with Fishtail Soup. But first, this is Adverse Effects with Crystal here on Portland Radio Project. Coco Columbia with her new release here on Portland Radio Project. Uh, Ian wanted to give a shout out to uh, Dana White because uh, talk about the involvement with Dana on, on that track and yours as well. Yeah, he uh, mastered Dana White at Specialized Mastering was the one who mastered the Man Lily EP. And I believe he mastered the Coco Columbia record. Yeah, the latest. Not 100% sure, but yeah. yeah. Um, also, Brad Giles at Fremont Recording was the engineer for the Man Lily EP. Wanted to give him a shout out as well. He's got a pretty sweet basement studio and a half inch reel to reel eight track tape recorder. Yeah, um, let's talk about that for one second. <laughs> so you did the, you did the entire EP on reel to reel. Yeah, it was eight live. tracks. That was like a necessity back in the day before all this fun you know stuff we were talking about off the air VSTs and Pro Tools. It was like. A task cam four track was the way to go, <laughs> and you guys did that on purpose in this day and age. Yeah. Talk about the studio. You said it was a basement studio. It's the nicest yeah. basement it's, studio I've ever seen. Well, basically just one room, one live tracking room, and then the the booth with a little couch in it. And, nice. Uh, he had some walls built, so he has a mixing room and a live room, and then an isolation room, and then his laundry room on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Do some nice recordings in there for ambiance. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, nice, nice shout out to him on that then. Um, so we're going to shift gears. We're unfortunately near the end of the show, but I am going to present a question that I'd like to get um, from all of my artists. And uh, any of you can jump in first. So the, the question is, if you had a younger musician or artist approach you at a show and say, hey, I would like to get into doing what you're doing, whether it be guitars, you know, keys or whatever, 
what direction should you point me? What should I do starting now to be successful? Well, definitely have fun. Be passionate before anything else, I'd say. And then have the drive to push yourself to be good. Challenge yourself. That's what I'm, I'm in that spot right now. I'm challenging myself, listening to music I don't normally listen to, and then like pick it apart rhythm, rhythmically. You mm. know? And so like just always keep your ears open, be passionate. Um, I'd probably say just express yourself. Um, music is such a beautiful personal expression. A lot of people get really self-conscious about their music, but it's you shouldn't you should learn to not judge your yourself if it's natural, if you're doing something natural because that's just what it's a product of your personal expression. Like a lot of times when I write music or we write music, we're not really trying to write something. It's just kind of flows out of us. Um, so just be yourself and do your thing and be open-minded to playing with anyone and playing all types of music because um, the more well-rounded you are, the, the further you're going to go. Just do it. You know, If you want to play a show, if you want to start a band, just do it because you're, you're the only person that's going to make that happen. 80% so. is showing up, right? Is that the right. Einstein yeah. quote? <laughs> Miles, Peter, any thoughts on this? Um, well, one thing that you can do is just hang around other musicians and people with similar ideals and just practices. Um, because the whole reason I'm in this band is because I was sitting at in like a lobby at Clackamas Community College. I had my bass guitar case just next to me. Ian walks by, he's like, hey, you play bass? And I was like, yeah, I play bass. And then uh, he was like, come, come in here, I, had the, I have this bass line I want to show you and all this stuff. And we just started jamming. We jammed on, um, what was it, Another One Bites the Dust, but then we changed keys like every other measure. <laughs> And it was like the weirdest thing ever, but I was like, I love this guy. I want to jam with him more. And then that's just how it started and just came out and, you know, like, like just opportunities like that come to you in weird ways. You, you just have to be around those people that play music and have just like amazing ideas. Yeah. Good advice, man. Peter? Um, You've had the most time to think about it. <laughs> you're on the spot. My, I think the biggest thing, you want to be a musician, you want to be a good musician, play less, listen more. Don't don't approach it from a player's standpoint. Approach it from a listener's standpoint. You love music because you've listened to music. So when you play music, naturally you're going to want to do all you can in your technical ability. But that's not what a listener wants to hear, and that's not what you would have wanted to hear from the people that you were influenced by and you loved. Yeah, so I would point. say just hang back and listen. And uh, it's hard, and it takes time, and everyone, you know steps over a lot of time and overdoes it. But, you know, it's, I think it's an important skill to have and just to be aware at least. Um, and, you know, even if you're in like Rush or Dream Theater or something where, you know, you're playing really crazy technical stuff, there's still rhythmic element and they're still, they're not just showing off a lot of the time. A lot of the time there is something there locking it together and, you know, it's listenable. Yeah, it's appropriate. Yeah. with that genre. Good advice from all of you. I, I want to thank you guys again for being here. We're, we're at the end of the show and we're going to close it out with Fishtail Soup. Guys, thanks again so much for being yeah, on the show. You. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you. Huge and shout out to everyone who listened mm -hmm. and uh, everyone who is a fan and uh, to those who aren't, please stay in touch and I hope to meet you soon. Yeah. We love you. Go see them live. They'll we convert you. We love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to send you off into the evening. Once again, Onion the Man has been here. They've been my special guests. I want to thank them for their time. And this is their track, Fishtail Soup. I will see you next week here on Sounds of PDX. You've been listening to Sounds of PDX. Join me every Thursday night from 7 to 9 on PRP.FM, Portland Radio Project.